heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, the world kind of fell apart while I went on vacation, huh? I want to start off by assuring everyone that during this crisis, One Shot is going to remain on the air. I have a ton of content banked up, and thankfully we can still record remote. Even though my home state of Illinois is shelter in place, there should be no interruptions to your regular podcast service. Unfortunately, not everyone on the network is as lucky as me. There are a few folks who can't work their jobs from home. Unfortunately, Ali Grauer, Drew Merzieski, Aaron Catano Saez, and Bianca Zelda all lost their jobs because of coronavirus lockdowns. Thankfully, they've got the One Shot Network to help them out. Right now, we're running a fundraiser to provide them with money to cover them during this crisis. If you head to bit.ly slash osnsafetynet, you'll be able to find the work relief fundraiser that we put together for them. Essentially, if we can hit our $7,500 goal, we'll be able to provide everyone on the network so far who has lost a job related to this crisis with enough money to cover them on rent for a month. And thankfully, we've already raised about $6,200 as of this recording. I can't express how thankful I am to the one-shot audience for stepping up and helping people when they need it. Now, there are a lot of reasons to donate to this particular fundraiser. One of them is the OneShot Network is giving away free micro games. If you donate at any level to this fundraiser, you get games from lots of people here on the network, like Alex Flanagan, Adira Slattery, Ryan Bolter, and more. Uh, there's also an extremely silly thing that I'm doing, where for every $1,000 we raise, I will reveal a for real crush I have on someone in my life. So if you're curious about romantic secrets, head over to bit.ly slash osnsafetynet and sign up to help our people. It would mean the world to me. Now, I want to take a moment to talk about this game because the game that we're playing this week, Captain My Captain, is one that I designed, uh, but I'm probably going to have to do that in the mid-roll. So I will see you all there. With all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Let's meet our party for this week. First up, we've got the love of my life. That is Mel D'Amato. Mm, hello. Hey, hun. First off, do you have any plugs? Anything that you would like to highlight? Um, Not right now, but I... Oh, I can announce that I have a new job and Ooh. it's starting soon. Yeah, I'm that's right. I'm excited about it. Because <laughs> on the last thing I was on, I was yelling about not having a job. Woo! So, hey, we got that job taken care of. Mm-hmm. Your boy has health insurance again. Woo-woo! Uh, <laughs> but... You know, if you want to send me a congrats or if you like what I'm doing here, feel free to tweet at me. I'm at Mellorella, M-E-L-E-R-E-L-L-A. All right. And the the question that I'm asking the group this week, hon, is did you have a hero at any point in your life? Um, At the earliest point I can remember, the first hero I ever had was Gumby. Ooh, what did, I, you, what did you like about the Green Man? The Green Man went on a lot of adventures and always got through them unscathed. He, uh, think, you know, I can't remember a whole heck of a lot of what Gumby he did. He was but stretchy. He was, he was yeah. stretchy. He could skate on one foot. Yes. It was more of a slice of life, really. Yeah. Gumby, yeah. Gumby was a slice of life, but he was like definitely a, a caring person and his friends typically, I think, got in over their heads and Gumby was always there to come in mm-hmm. clutch for the save. So yeah, that's that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Drew Merzieski. Hello, Drew. everyone. Drew, thank you for joining us it's on my this. Pleasure. Uh, Drew, do you have any plugs for us? 
Oh, um, I got this little show going on uh, right now. It's called Courier's Call. Ooh, Skyjacks. Skyjacks spinoff. Courier's Call. Yes, indeed. It is a uh, Skyjack spinoff official, for all official ages. Official Skyjack. It's official. Um, and we are doing some fun stuff with that. The first four episodes are already out with that right now. We should be having our own feed come out with that very soon. So go head over uh, to your favorite podcasting app and search for Skyjack's Courier's Call or Drew Merzieski, um, and you'll be able to find it. Uh, also, if you want to hear updates about the potential Kickstarter that we have for Skyjack's mm-hmm. Courier's Call, head to bit.ly slash Skyjack's Crew to sign up for our mailing list, uh, where we'll give you the, the first bit of information if there's anything about the Skyjack's album, about uh, Courier's Call uh, funding its first season, any of that you'll be able to find there. Perfect. Uh, great. I mean, you managed to do a plug that uh, you tricked me into doing a plug. <laughs> so, Drew. Yes. Did you have any heroes growing up? I had many heroes growing up. I loved uh, many cartoons and uh, many movies, and they were all kind of my heroes. But uh, thinking about it, I only had one real hero who was really my hero. It was my brother, Michael. Oh. Actually, I had an older brother. He's 10 years older than me. Um, he was very cool, and he was in, very in high school um, <laughs> when I was a kid. And he would he drove his car around, and he was very popular, and he was very good looking, and he played sports. And I wanted very much to be him, and I turned out very much not like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I idolized my brother. Uh, he took good care of me when I was a kid. Oh, that's so nice. Finally, we've got... Allie Grower. Hello. Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Allie, do you have any plugs that you want to hit people with? Sure. Um, I, well, okay, I'll say two things. Um, I recently re-released my first novel on the Isle of Sound and Wonder, which is a fantasy steampunk retelling of The Tempest uh, by William Shakespeare. Um, he's dead. Never so he, heard of him. He's dead, so he doesn't mind that I did it. But I, I first published it in 2014, and it just re-released at the beginning of 2020, and it is available for purchase on the internet. Ooh, um, so uh, or you could go to an indie bookstore and have them order it for you. I'm sure they could do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go head idea. to your favorite brick and mortar yeah. and uh, ask him for the Isle of Sound and Wonder. Yeah, by Allison Grower. Yeah. And then the other thing I'd like to plug is I have recently, in the last year or so, started teaching one-on-one dialect lessons. Um, It's something that I do um, sort of out of my own house with our own equipment and stuff like that. Um, Mostly it's been through word of mouth, um, but I do have a portal on my website. You can go to dreamstobecome.com slash dialect. Um, and you can see my dialect CV and sort of fill out a little form that tells you a little bit what I need to know about you if you want to learn an accent or a dialect. Um, I'm especially geared towards, obviously, tabletop role-playing um, situations, LARPs, Ren fairs, um, or if you're just looking to get into some voice acting, or if you want to increase your power at the gaming table with your own uh, characters and things like that. I'm really into doing that sort of thing. And I have a whole breadth of accents and dialects that I offer. So you can check that out. Um, but Allie, did you ever have any heroes growing up? I definitely did. I 
for sure had certain things, you know, as kids do, certain things that you wear consistently over and over and over again until they've worn all the way through because they remind you of being a hero of some kind or being a character in a in a thing that you really, really like, right? Um, I have a, a lot of consistent memories of waffling back and forth between Peter Pan and Robin Hood being my favorite. Both of them wear green, so it kind of works out. Um, Mm. I have, I just have a lot of childhood memories of really being into this concept of like living in the woods and climbing trees and helping people, but also like playing pranks and having mischief and shenanigans and things like that. So Robin Hood, Peter Pan intersection somewhere in there, I think probably. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. I dig it a lot. Uh, so the reason that I asked uh, those questions is today we are playing Captain My Captain, mm-hmm. which is a uh, Descended from the Queen game. If you don't know what Descended from the Queen means in terms of tabletop role-playing game design, uh, that is a game based on Alex Roberts for the Queen. Um, and after the first time I played for the Queen with Alex, I went off and immediately started working on this game because I had such a fun time and saw so much potential in the system. Alex kind of gave me a little bit of guidance uh, to start off with, and I've been fiddling with this design for a little while. I kind of want to take it to a publisher because I don't have enough time to run a Kickstarter for it. <laughs> um, but it, it's uh, regardless, it's been something that I've just uh, had fun playing with for, for the past uh, year or two. So uh, with that, we're going to play and get started. Uh, the way for the queen works, or I'm sorry, the way the captain, my captain works or any descended from the queen game, the, the bare bones part of it. Uh, I have on this table a stack of cards that have questions on them. In answering those questions, we are going to learn about our characters and their relationship with a central character. Um, The uh, central character in this game happens to be the captain, and I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the world and that in a second. But uh, when you get questions in this game... If you read the question and feel, oh, this doesn't really fit my character, but it might fit another character at the table better than mine or something like that, you can take that question and pass it to another player at the table and say, I would like to see how you answer this. So, you know, if the question is like, you've betrayed the captain, how have you betrayed the captain? And you've played a character who would never do that. Mm. Um, you're like, yeah, this doesn't really fit me, but it might still be appropriate for the game, so I'm just going to pass it on. However, uh, you could uh, get a question that you decide, ooh, I don't really want to see this in the game at all. If you draw a question like, you're into feet, how does this make you a huge pervert? Oh boy. <laughs> you could go, oh, I don't want this. I'm going to X card this. And basically... Uh, we don't have an X card because we have a huge uh, recording unit in the middle of the table. That's and true. A, and um, a cat. And a cat. So, and a cat. Uh, so instead, uh, also because this is an entirely an audio medium, we'll say X to something. Like I'm going to X card this, toss it out, um, and keep moving. Cool. Uh, the X card is still in play. Also, if someone has an idea that is taking the game in a direction that makes you uncomfortable, or honestly, you're just not interested in uh you know somebody could uh because setting is fluid in this somebody could put us in outer space and you could go "Uh, yesterday i played a game set in outer space i really don't want more space right now so can we x card space and do something else and 
we'll just take that out of the game and move forward. Sounds good. So those are the basic mechanics of the game. Now to give you the premise, you are all members of a pirate crew um, and you follow a captain who's a bit notorious, a bit legendary, but recently you've fallen on hard times as a crew. It has been at least six months since you've taken a prize. Supplies are starting to dwindle and there are some members of the crew that are even whispering of mutiny. However, the captain has recently emerged with a plan to get a new prize, one that is so valuable that should they wish it, any member of the crew will be able to retire if you claim the prize. It's huge. It's life-changing. And it will be a long and difficult journey. Uh, and part of that journey is going to require a small landing party to venture with the captain alone. The captain has selected everyone at this table to be part of that party. And we know that the captain has chosen us because we believe in them. Now, the captain does not have a gender until we assign a gender to the captain. Uh, the captain is not anything until we assign it through an answer uh, to a question. Everybody at the table, when they answer questions, should feel free to make big decisions and move the world in interesting ways. I've played versions of this uh, that have been set in space where pirate ships that are at the edge of the universe at the end of time. I've played versions of this uh, where it was a captain of a football team. So there's lots of wow. weird stuff that you can do with this. Uh, please stretch your imagination as, as far as you want it to go for this. Um, with that, we'll begin play. Who would like to draw the first card and answer the first question? I will. I'll do it. I knew you were going to. No, of course it was going to be me. It had to be me. All right. Here we go. Um, what mistake you made on this journey have you taken steps to hide from the captain? Okay, so I made a mistake, obviously, and I've taken steps to hide it from the captain. Oh, man, I've killed somebody on the crew. On the crew? Yeah. Um, I made a mistake. Someone saw it, someone important, and I killed them. To, to cover it to, up. To cover it up, make sure that it would never be known. So the oh, mistake gosh. isn't even the killing. No, I you did, made a di- an I additional a, mistake. I made a different mistake and did a murder to hide it. Yeah. Uh, so another important element of this game that I should point out right now: once someone has answered a question, you can ask them follow up questions to get more information about mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, can we zero in on what the mistake was? So the mistake. What was the mistake? I'm going to go for it. I think I gave up the crew. Ooh. Um, I to whatever authorities are in this world, I gave them up. So you you sold out the crew. I you sold like out the crew. Told them told the authorities where the crew is going to be. I sold them out. Yeah, I sold them out. That's and the thing I did. Someone saw you do it. Someone important, and you killed them to cover and it. I up. I killed them to cover it up. And Gosh. obviously, it hasn't been discovered yet. I think what fascinates uh, me about this most is one of one of the narrative rules of this is that we believe in the captain. So despite believing in the captain, you've sold out the crew. Yeah, I did something. I think I feel it's in the captain's best interest. Oh, oh, it's about the potential mutiny that's Mm -hmm. happening. Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. I was just going to say that. 
It's a it's about the mutiny. I killed whoever is in, in charge of the mutiny who's like heading it. Yeah, you killed the lead mm-hmm. mutineer and you sold out the crew because you think all of this just needs to be the landing party. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, that's great. So you're increasing our shares by dozens fold yep. uh by by committing that murder and <laughs> by cutting the crew out of this prize essentially. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> that's some wild stuff. That's pretty intense to start with. Hun, it comes mm-hmm. to you now. The captain once asked you and you alone to risk your life. Why? I think that I probably after what happened with the the mutiny shenanigans, um, I'm one of the few who are not a part of that. Um, And one of the higher skilled few still that could complete a mission for the captain. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean that that's primarily it. Like I, I was someone who remained dedicated and had the skill set needed for the mission. So you were uh, the only person available who could potentially do this thing. Mm. If the crew was still with us, uh, would you feel that you are the most skilled? I think I would vie for the position. I don't know that I would get it. But because of this circumstances, in this case, you were the only person capable of completing this task. Yeah. Do we know what the task was? Um, hmm. well, the task involved risking my life. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it was to, uh, deliver a threat to one of the captain's enemies. Ooh, mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. So you have to go out alone behind enemy lines mm-hmm. in order to deliver a message and then make your way back. Mm-hmm. That is radical. Do we have any other follow-up questions for Mel? Hmm. Is this in the past? Yes. The so recent this is past or the, the far? This is, it's a reasonably recent it's past. Because this okay. is post you getting selling out the crew oh. and losing us most of the crew. Okay. Okay. That's the other question I had. I was like, is the mutiny, that is something that has happened. That's happened. That, that has that, happened. That is built into this question okay. because Excellent. Mel's character is now the only one who is capable of doing this. Because the mutiny took out any other people who would be capable. Yeah. I, th- I think that in a structure of, um, you know, people who have been on the boat longer, who would have gotten missions like that because they were more well-known and trusted, they would have gotten this mission. But because I have the same skill set as someone else who could have done the mission, I was given it because I was not part of the mutiny team. Oh, and so you're relatively new to the crew. I would say, yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty new and like, not, not that I haven't been on the seas before, but that new I'm to just this new crew. to this crew. And mm-hmm. that means the captain chose, the captain chose you for this landing party. So the captain chose you as a person new to the crew because the captain could tell that you believed in them. Fascinating. I will answer a question now. You have seen a side of the captain that they rarely show. What makes you hope this journey will let you see it again? Mm. I have been traveling with the captain longer than anyone else on this crew. I have been her stalwart companion uh, from when she first made the decision to turn against the Empire and become a pirate. 
I have seen her at her best and her worst, but I've also seen her during times when the stress of the world was not eating away at her. Uh, the captain is known as a fierce fighter, a ruthless tactician, uh, a, a powerful person in general. But I also know her as a poetic soul, someone who is sensitive, quiet, and considerate with those who are close to her. And I've had the fortune in the past to see glimpses of that. In order to maintain uh, control over the crews that the captain has led, she's had to wear a mask. Uh, and that mask is not something that is simple uh, bravado. Uh, it, it comes with action. The captain has had to make grisly decisions that I don't believe I would have been capable of uh, to maintain that authority and that power. But I know in my heart of hearts that, that that's not who the captain is. I know the captain is that kind person who, when we were around the fire and I told her about the death of my mother, who consoled me who shared a gentle hand and a kind word and a stiff drink when it was needed most. This journey makes me hope that I'll see it again because the crew is so small. and Even though the stakes are high, I feel this landing party, maybe the captain will be able to take her eye away from the prize for long enough to let herself remind her who she really is. If I knew it when like the acoustics i clapped that that was beautiful yeah it was are there any follow-up questions so there's an empire there's uh, an empire <laughs> there's, yeah there's an empire that's good to know is the captain so you've been traveling with the captain longer than anyone else in the crew yes were you there in the beginning when the captain first oh yes okay so then how is the captain an older woman a younger woman? I'll say she's in her mid-50s. Okay, cool. Um, uh, she's, de- like, she's lived a long career and had many highs and many lows. She's uh, reputable at this stage. Yes. Mm-hmm. People know her name. Mm-hmm. It makes a statement. It, you could wander into any port in any bar and say the captain's name, and you would find half a dozen stories at least yeah. uh, about her and her exploits. Cool. But yes, I was there in the beginning because she used to be a part of the Imperial Navy. Mm-hmm. And she made the decision to mutiny and leave. Cool. We love a mutiny. We love a mutiny. It's a fun crime. I recommend <laughs> fun it. Fun crimes. Okay. All right. Here we go. On this journey, you found something and told everyone but the captain. What was it? Hmm. What did you do? Well, it might not be anything that that she did apart from see something. You found something and told everyone but the captain. What was it? Oh, boy. Um, So, assuming that this journey in the question refers to this landing party mission that Mm -hmm. we're embarking on. Yes. Mm -hmm. The prize that we are actually after is not loot. It's not money. 
It's not money. But it is valuable enough that anyone, should they wish, on this crew would be able to retire with it. That is fascinating. It's a person. <sighs> now, I don't know if the captain knows that it's a person or if, it, if the captain thinks that it's not. A, it has a name. The captain referred to this, lo- this treasure by, by a name that we all thought it was going to be treasure, a loot, a, a box, a, a jewel, a set of a jewels, bounty, something. Yes. But it's not. It's a person. And I don't know at this stage. I've told you because I don't know if the captain knows that it's a person and we're expected to just proceed. And you've seen it. I've seen it. So you know. Yeah. If you've seen it, why haven't we claimed it? How have you seen it? It has to do with, okay, so because it's a person, we, so we have this landing party is what we're calling it. Um, This person is not on another vessel, I don't think. They're on shore. Maybe this is an island. Maybe it's a, a remote port town of some kind. I don't know. Um, but it's the person is being kept in this place because of this person's worth. So in theory, the, the pitch that the captain has given us that this thing is worth all of this money that we could all easily retire is true, but it is a person instead of a thing. And that changes the game to me. We can't just walk in there and take it guns blazing. We have to, we've, we are now in the vicinity of the prize, but we have to play this very carefully. Are, are we looking to kidnap this person? I think so. We haven't been told to kill it. Oh, so we don't know. We don't know. Um, and we should probably shift to them um, at this point as we talk yes, about this. Yes, the prize. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't been instructed that we're going to kill them. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you think, but the captain has not let on that this is a person at all. Mm. Yes. So all she has said is that we are out to claim the prize. And the prize is located here. Go forth and do my will so that we can all make this money, right? And get back on our feet. So did you see this, see this person and then realize later that this was the prize that you were after uh, and realize that you let them slip through your fingers? I don't think they're... They're not, like, walking around free. They're being kept in this place under lock and key. Ooh! So we are casing this joint... And I have laid eyes on the prize and realized the prize is actually this person. And I've come back to the group and said, we have a problem. This is much more complicated than we think because the prize is not a what, it's a who. Dang. The game has changed. Okay. You are considered weak by most people. How has the captain made you feel strong? Ooh. I'm not what you would call the most burly of men or uh, the most skilled fighter. I'm clever. Um, and that's why the captain keeps me around. Is I always have a trick. I always have a way to get us out of what we're doing. Um, the captain 
has always made me feel strong because she believes in me. Ever since we were little kids, she's believed in me because I think she's my sister. <gasps> oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, we're twins. We're absolutely oh. twins. And she has always gotten the lion's strength and the charisma and whatever she wanted. In the Imperial Academy, they just gave her whatever she wanted. A ship, you have it. A sub, why not? Um, it, everything that she has, everything that she's been given in life, she's got it because she's been strong of personality, of will, of everything. And I always thought that maybe, you know, she siphoned that from me in the womb because I'm, mm. I'm, I'm skinny and not that great, but I am clever. And even though all of that, I know that she has my back and that she loves me. And that's what makes me feel strong. That is fascinating. I, it makes me think a lot. The question saying that a lot of people consider you to be weak, I think, is just due to comparison. Mm. There have got to be a lot of people that just compare you to the captain. And how could someone possibly compare to the captain Yeah, with, with all she has accomplished? Uh so she's the one person that sees you for who she you really am. are. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even think I'm like a major person on the crew. I'm not like the first mate or the quartermaster or anything like that. I'm just the captain's brother. Yeah. Oof. Any follow-up questions? Anything else? Well, we've learned that there are subs. Is that subs. public knowledge? There are subs. I said subs. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. Yep. I, right. I, I mean... Um, no, I won't say it. I won't say it. Is it public knowledge that you're her brother? Yeah. We all know. Yeah, well, everyone knows. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Do you have a lot of people on the boat that are jealous of any special treatment you get? I don't think I get special treatment. No? I think that's the thing. Mm. Yeah. It's like, I think it's interesting that the captain treats me like anyone else in the crew, and she doesn't show me special treatment. I may, you know, dine with her every once in a while and people think that I'm her eyes and ears and the crew. And I think people are sometimes jealous because I speak of her familiarly. Ooh, yeah, for sure. What do you hope the captain sees when they look in your eyes? I hope the captain sees my sheer drive to succeed i think that um i'm youthful and that mission i went on to deliver that message was exactly what i wanted to do to prove myself and um i think i think they saw that interest and drive to succeed in my eyes whenever she looks at me why do you want to impress this captain? We've found out that you've very recently joined this crew, and this is a crew of pirates. There is a powerful empire out there that would see you hanged if you were captured. Um, I think that we established that the captain left. Was it the empire or just a We just called empire? it the empire. The empire. The, empire. Yeah. Uh, the captain left the empire years ago, and I think that the stories of that have been passed down for ages since then. Um, and I was one of the young recruits who heard it 
went through basic training and said, boy, this sucks, and decided to follow suit. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's an admiration for her tenacity to do this. Did you choose the sailor's life? Yes. I came from a port town, and it's just what was done. Yeah. If only for a few years, but most of the children would grow to an age, join the Navy, and then either come back or stick to the seas. How young are you? 24. 24. I've got more questions, but I imagine that they will come up when you pull another card. Mm. You once stole from the captain. Who knows the truth? I did steal from the captain. Um, This was years ago. Um, The captain had got a lead on a particular prize that was a military vessel uh, controlled by the Empire, an armored ship that would be transporting treasure. At the time, we were a fairly robust crew and riding high. Uh, But to attack a vault ship, I felt, was just beyond anyone's capabilities. And I knew the captain well. I knew that she believed that if anybody was capable of breaking a vault, she would be that person. Uh, Which means that she was going to risk everything, everything that we had built, all the lives of the people on the crew, to prove that point, that a vault could be cracked and broken and its bounty could be held by people. I believe in the captain, but I think it is important to have people around the captain who know when they when, when she is trying to go too far. And I thought this. So I went into the captain's quarters, as was my right as quartermaster. While the captain slept, I stole the document, and I threw it overboard along with a member of the crew to make it look as though it had been a theft. And I was seen, and I was seen by Drew's character. Her brother. I didn't break my stride that night. I stabbed the person in the neck and the chest. They did not scream. I gave them the ledger and pushed them into the sea. I realized then that I was being watched. I made eye contact with Drew's character and turned the other way. And I'm still here, so I'm assuming that the captain was not told, but I don't know. Mm. Drew, does the captain know? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that I did not tell my sister about that. Well, my sister doesn't know it doesn't hurt her. At least that's the way I've protected her my entire life. Right, that's why we haven't you haven't told her about the mutiny, right? I haven't told like her about yeah. the mutiny or anything like that. I do things for my sister because she needs them to be done, not because she tells me to do them. Woof. We take a lot of liberties on yeah. this crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Hello heroes, it's James. Welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying the game so far because I worked hard on it. As I explained in the introduction, Captain My Captain is a Descended from the Queen game. It's something I started working on immediately after playing For the Queen with Alex for the first time. I love the Descended from the Queen format. And with Captain My Captain, I wanted to write about something personal. And that's the idea of heroes and hero worship, and how we treat people in our lives that we see as heroic. Whether you're a real celebrity or a pseudo-celebrity like myself, or a person with someone you look up to, it's a messy emotional web. And I think role-playing games are great at giving you perspective on different situations. The writing on Captain My Captain is basically done. I could walk away from it at any point and call it complete. The only reason I'm still tinkering is I don't have a way to publish it right now. While I truly love this game, I don't have the time to run a Kickstarter for it or publish it myself. So I would love to work with a publisher. However, in order for a publisher to pick me up, I need to show them that people are interested in the game. So if you liked what you heard here and you'd like to help the game get published, head over to bit.ly slash captainrpg. There you can sign up for a mailing list that essentially says that you'll be interested in purchasing a copy of Captain My Captain when it gets published. That way, I can take the list to a publisher and say, See? Look, all these people want to buy this game. Please, help them do that. If the first half of this episode hasn't convinced you, perhaps the second half will. And I want to get to that as quickly as possible. Before we do, though, I want to take a quick moment and thank our backers on Patreon. Right now, we are in the process of generating a new list of Patreon backers. And soon, we will be reading more individual names right here in the mid-roll. If you would like your name read sooner rather than later, and you are a fan of one-shot shows, I suggest heading over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and signing up to be a backer. Doing that comes with all sorts of cool stuff, including bonus audio content. I recorded some of that while I was on the Joko cruise, and trust me, folks, you're going to want to hear it. Thanks to all of our extant backers, and thanks to the folks who will be signing up soon. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Who does not deserve to be in this landing party? Yes, it's getting oh. real. Okay, okay. So I know you're her brother, mm -hmm. and I know you're the quartermaster, and you've known her the longest other than him. Mm -hmm. And you just got here. <laughs> What's up? But we don't know who I am. Maybe it's me. Do you know you're not supposed to be here? I don't think that it's not, I'm not supposed to be here. I think that, mm, here's what I'm going to say. My answer is that I don't think any of you deserve to be in this landing party. Ooh, but twist. I, I think I think that because I don't deserve to be in this landing party. Does that make sense? Like, So you think no one could be worthy of being a part of this landing party? Yeah. Where the captain has said that we will claim the most valuable prize of all time. Mm -hmm. Everyone will be able to retire and yep. live a life of luxury. Yep. And is it because you can see the story happening as it's unfolding and you know that you're not worthy of being? Yeah. 
And I don't know that any of you are because you just got here mm-hmm. and you're the quartermaster. You've already, you know, like you've already been recognized mm-hmm. as her oldest friend, as the quartermaster, as a leader among the crew. You, we know you're her brother. So it's pure nepotism for you to be here. <sighs> but I'm me, I don't, I don't, how could I possibly deserve wealth and riches beyond my wildest dreams? to escape the clutches of the empire and be safe and happy somewhere after everything we've done. Could it be that you don't want the adventure to end? I think that's part of it. Yeah. Cause like the reason that she's going after this treasure is so that she can retire. Right. Maybe you don't want her to retire. Yeah. I think I joined the crew some time ago because of the legend that she carries. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And being at her at her heels, being at her tailcoat is the adventure, is the life, right? Um, even when we're not making any money, we still have each other. We still have the boat. We still have the freedom of being outside the empire, right? So I think, yeah, I think even if it is on like a subconscious level that I can't fathom not doing this anymore and then i found out that the treasure was a person and now i'm questioning all of my choices yeah wow that's huge i love that follow-up questions one of the things that you said is after what we've done do you feel guilty about things that you have done as a part of this crew if it was something she asked us to do no if she said this is the order. I don't feel guilty about that. But if the order came secondhand or third hand, or if we, it was something we did to protect her. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. part of a party of people that mm-hmm. have made a lot of choices for the captain. On her behalf. Without yeah. her knowledge. Oh my goodness. So do you not ascribe any of the crimes of the crew to the captain? Are those... Uh, the party of the crew and the captain is blameless and innocent. That's an interesting way to put it. I think so. Like, I think I, as a person have heard the stories and the legends and, you know, the limericks or whatever else there is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's at least one limerick. Um, And and now (laughs) having met the captain and having served under the captain for years, I understand that there's a dichotomy between her and the legends, but I have a really hard time for like remembering that there's a dichotomy. Like my head still is full of the story of her and the impact she's had on other pirates, on civilians in the empire who whisper her name when the Imperials aren't looking or listening. Um, So I think that serving under her, I understand that certain things have to get done, but it's not her fault. Like, Mm. that's not her fault. We just have to do them. Yeah. Wow. Mm. All right. Let's see what happens now. What enemy of yours does the captain captain stand firmly against? We were an imperial family. Ooh, yeah. High up. 
in in the ranks. Um, specifically, I think we were shipbuilders. Like we ran a shipping yard for the empire, and we we were at court. Our our father was at court. We were wealthy beyond measure, and we lived a life of luxury and privilege. And the empire took that all away with the snap of the emperors. Ah, uh, no, let's call them the emprax. Emprax, yes. Yeah. Um, of the Emprax's snap of their fingers, it all dissolved like sea foam. Were you already in the military at this point? I don't think I ever was. I think my sister was. I think I was meant to be a shipbuilder. I was meant to be an architect. Um, and it all went away. And our father was killed. Um, our mother, I think our mother was dead at that point. Mm -hmm. And so it was just the two of us with nothing. And she stole, I'm going to say it, she stole a sub, an experimental submarine. And that is the, the boat. That is that, our vessel. That is our ah. vessel in this diesel punk world um, <laughs> that is coming up. Uh and that is the enemy. The Empire is the enemy. It has always been the enemy. And if there's anybody I'd sell my sister out to, to destroy, it would be the Empire. But we stand firmly against it between the two of us. Follow-up questions? Anyone? Is the rest of your family still alive? Uh, no. Okay. I think our family was wiped out. Not just us, I feel like our extended family, uncles, aunts, cousins, that whole, our entire line was either erased, imprisoned, or indentured in some way. Ooh. And it was given to another family. Wow. What happened that caused the Empress yeah. to make that decision? <laughs> Obviously, your father was made an example of. What did, could it, could it be something he did? It is something he did. He, he sneezed he, at the wrong time. I was just going to say, did, did he like just insult the empress it was in some an, way? It was an insult. He sneezed in court in a private meeting with the emprax. And by doing so, he took his attention off the emprax and on his own needs. And that was the gravest of insults. It was a bad day at court. Hoofa mm -hmm. doofa. What singular talent makes the captain most attractive? It has to be something she's known for. Maybe a harrowing escape. I think uh, the captain has a knack for staying cool under fire and escaping dangerous situations that have snowballed out of control. She, so her, her talent is the, the talent to escape. Mm-hmm. And that makes her attractive because her crew i think the percentage of times that she's lost a crew member in a raid is exceptionally low wow Ooh, that's even that's more really cool mm -hmm. she doesn't just get herself out no she gets everyone out that's huge how many times have we been captured 
I don't know about captured. I mean, but, just like. But, but like, I, I'm trying to imagine impossible situations that you would escape. If the crew were arrested and, and imprisoned, like if the captain still, even in those times, manages not just to get herself out, but everyone out, that's next level stuff. I think that the captain was smart enough to develop procedures should she go missing. Mm -hmm. And the crew at that time was loyal enough to follow them to a T. The crew left on the ship would sail to a different position. And I think that the captain found a way to break free. Um, I'm assuming like if if they got captured, we'll say it was an Empire ship, Mm -hmm. perhaps uh, an Empire ship with a new captain, kind of a horn, we'll say. And they, by sheer dumb luck, lock up half the crew in the belly of the ship the captain manages to use the crew's talents to unlock everyone and then mutiny the ship and take control and sail to the meetup point and sunk the other ship. Wow. Wow. So I, I have a question. You, mm-hmm. you had mentioned in this particular uh, circumstance that the captain had done this to uh a an imperial officer who was a little fresh mm-hmm. um does that mean the captain's reputation for escaping and this is i'm asking mel the player not the character is the captain's reputation for being able to escape impossible circumstances something that is evolved out of fortune something that is like well she escaped this situation and this situation but there are special reasons behind that or is it that the captain's actually that good and even if it had been uh, an officer maybe there would have been more casualties but uh if they were experienced the captain still would have been able to best them captain doesn't stay a captain that long without being very specialized in what they do so i think that she's just that good i mean we could even say that they were more experienced on that ship i don't mean to belittle the captain's abilities uh-huh. mm. the captain's well, no, 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 a very no. strong character when you say something it becomes true and it's something that we play with and it's okay for the captains to have been lucky uh, because it all becomes a part of the story. I think and, it's a combination of everything. You know, we've already pointed out the captain wears masks. You know, the captain ha- uses bravado, pretends to be one thing so that other people will follow her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the captain also knows a lot about Imperial ships. Mm-hmm. True. She yeah. built them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's part of her history. She, she knows a lot about ships. She knows how to get free and she knows how to sink them real fast. (laughs) The captain trusts you. When did you abuse that trust? Working for someone like the captain, as long as I have, it's hard to say that you can be trusted 100% of the time. We do grim work i am given orders and i have to fulfill those orders and i think sometimes the captain's reach exceeds her grasp she will tell me to do something and it is an impossible thing to do but i still need to do it i was once ordered to bloodlessly get information from a imperial stronghold we had to seize a particular person find out what they knew and be on our way and we couldn't 
harm anyone. In fact, the captain didn't want us to harm anyone on that particular expedition because there was one member of her family who was spared. A distant cousin. Uh, A distant cousin, perhaps even by illegitimate birth. Um, In the case of our family, illegitimate birth is not something that we as a family frowned upon. Uh, There is an understanding. Things happened. And whether we are people who need to maintain our reputations in court or not, blood is blood. And those people must be seen after and taken care of. So our father, uh, I think um, his his brother and, and one of his dalliances uh, sired a child. And it's somebody that we set up in a position within the military. Friends of friends, uh, the shipwrights of uh, the Emprax and all that. This person was given a comfortable position. And I was tasked with getting information from them. I had to kill them at the end of the day. They would have traced back what we were doing to the captain. I was given this task. People know my name. I have been at her side as a loyal servant for decades now. As soon as I entered the room, the captain was in danger. She had faith in my skills, and she was right to, in a certain extent, I could do it. I could do what needed to be done to get that information. But I couldn't do it bloodlessly, because we couldn't leave loose ends. And so that person had to die. Do I know you did this? I don't know. I'm going to say, I'll ask you a question. Okay. Are you a person who pays attention to details? I think so. Then you know. Okay. How could you not? The captain needed the information because her eyes were on a larger prize. The whole time, her eyes were on a larger prize. But you, you do follow-ups. You do research. You make sure that when an important member of the crew is deployed to get an important piece of information, that there aren't loose ends. And so... It was easy for you to know. You know the extended members of your family. You know whether or not a person of import is alive or dead. I certainly didn't know that this was a blood relative of you and the captain. However, I did know that the captain told me to do this bloodlessly. Mm. Mm, That's interesting. Oh, this is interesting. In the captain's employ, your body changed. How? Since we're talking about pirates, it makes sense that we've all had injuries. We've all had scars. Many of us have had alterations that needed to be made. There's probably like a lot of conditions that just come out of changes in pressure, too. Like being on an experimental sub. Yeah. What happened to you? Was it an injury or something that you chose to make? life easier. I like what you said about pressure. I think 
It's also an experimental sub. Have we established experimental in that there aren't a lot of subs or experimental in that this particular sub is... We haven't established that. Cool. We, we did casually mention a sub earlier. So okay. my belief is that there are subs, but I do know that our sub is a special one. Great. Our sub is a special sub. And in joining this crew, I had a very hard time uh, adjusting to the pressure of being that deep below the waves. Um, even though the sub is experimental and it, there are parts of it that are built in such a way that um, that it's supposed to balance that out, balance out that pressure change. Um, I think m- me in particular, I had a difficult time with adjusting to that uh, that feeling and that that sensation. And I think it manifested in such a way that like, you know, when you get, when you're swimming and you get a whole bubble stuck in your ear and you can feel it and hear it all the time. Um, I think that happened. Something like that feeling happened uh, in one of my ears. And when it finally popped, I could hear so much better than I ever had on the surface. Ooh, weird. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't told anybody that. How do you sleep? Being able to badly, hear badly, yeah, so badly in fits and starts, probably. Um, because the engines are going all the time. Oh, the engines are the comfortable part. Mm-hmm. It's the people. <sighs> it's the other sounds. It's the the tubes clanking and the. The pistons going and... Can you even go to the surface anymore? I think the landing party that we're in now is my first time ashore since this happened. Wow. And I think I'm dealing with it by, you know, like the head wrap bandage that yeah. like... <laughs> there's like, there's a bandage happening where I've I've stuffed into that ear to try to muffle the sound. Is that why you know it's a human? That it's a person, you could hear their heartbeat in the oh, vault. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Spooky. Yeah. Oh, that rules. So it's made my life worse, but also it's proven to be useful. Like any good character trait in any game, <laughs> as it is intended. All right. <laughs> you were once given a reward by the captain that filled the crew with jealousy. Why was this prize worth that scorn? Ooh. We take many ships here and there. Sometimes we keep them. Sometimes we sell them. Sometimes we sink them. There was a destroyer that we took once. Big old metal-sided boat. You know, 40-inch gun. Like, huge guns. whole, Whole nine yards. She gave it to me. And told me to become the captain of it. To get out of her shadow. Mm. And prove myself. And I sunk it on purpose. Ooh. Why? What was your purpose? Nobody tells me to get out of a shadow that I don't think I deserve not to be in. Damn! Damn! And so... The thing had a whole crew, and it was part of our fleet, 
and it was probably going to be like the flagship of our fleet eventually because it was that powerful of a boat. And I took all the notes I could on it. I know all of its secrets. And then I sunk it with that crew on board. Wow. Damn. And that is why they scorned me. Why are you still alive? I'm the captain's brother. She's, she's her brother. Yeah, but- She's not going to kill him for dunking a whole boat in a She doesn't know I did that. She doesn't know I did it on purpose. Mm. Okay. Circumstances, minefield, you know. Did, did, did it appear to be a necessary sacrifice? I made it look like a necessary sacrifice. I think, I think I, I destroyed a stronghold with it. Okay. Like I made it, I made it a worthwhile sacrifice, but I didn't do it out of necessity. I did because I wanted to. Yeah. Because that's one of the few things I can do is, yeah. Did that boat you were to captain give you bad memories, maybe? Could it be one that you've worked on and when you were on it, you just got like bad feelings from it? I don't think so. I think it's, it's less of about me and more about her and my feelings about her and the idea that she told me to get out of her shadow. Like I was some sort of burden to her. And that made me upset. And also, I don't think that she can survive without me by her side. Call that arrogance. Call it whatever you will. And that's why. There's, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Because it's it's also that... You like it's not like if you were commanding the ship, you wouldn't be acting in concert with her. I mean, maybe, maybe you thought that her assumption was that you would take the destroyer and go off somewhere else, but like you could have also sailed at her side. Yeah. And you are just very insistent on a particular form of being at her side. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But I also think I was afraid, I was scared that I wouldn't live up to what she wanted me to be. I think it's layered. It's so layered. It's layered because because you also like said that it's a shadow that you thought you should be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is that that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But the crew know, like the crew, or in her fleet. I guess we've just we've decided there's a fleet in the fleet. Um, they all know that I did it, and there's a lot of rumor about i did it on purpose yeah and that's why there's scorn there's rumor that you did it on purpose there's rumor that you weren't good enough to Mm -hmm. have it in the first place and nepotism but here's the thing drew the wrinkle of this question is why was that prize worth their scorn what did you get out of it oh i got the location of this prize yeah that's Part of the lean times, the last time you had a good take oh, yeah. was this getting this destroyer. You've been beset with bad luck to the point where people are considering considering mutiny. Mm-hmm. Then you find this information, take it to the captain, and the captain makes a grand announcement that it's That's all about so to good. turn around. Uh do you think you filled your ship with the mutineers and sunk them? Yeah, I think that 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 is what that no, 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 no. I think that doesn't work with the timeline that we've established so far with it. I think. I mean, I was going to ask yeah. if uh, if it was sort of the the flip of that, that uh, 
you were given this vessel, you know, do this thing, you got this information and you sunk it on purpose for you, but that everyone regards that sinking as the herald of the the beginning of this lean time. Yeah. That because yeah. you sunk because this vessel sunk at your command even though we don't know you did it on purpose. Yeah, it's still yeah. We think that was the start of the bad times. Mm. Which brings us a really interesting thing. The captain had this information for six months before she decided to act on it. Ooh, so maybe she does know it's a person. <sighs> and she's hiding it from us! And we're hiding it right back from her. Yeah. Yep. Cool. 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 You once refused an order. What did the captain do to make sure you never forgot your disloyalty? Oof. You can always pass, pass that it on. on. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this to someone else. Does anyone like have an initial... Why are you looking at me? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> looking at me. Felicia's looking at me. I Felicia mean, chose it. I think Allie should answer it. Both yeah. of these guys have already done some pretty disloyal things. I think, okay. I think you've got something. I mean, so have I. Yep. I've abused the captain's trust and I mean, stolen from the captain. Okay, you once refused an order. What did the captain do to make sure you never forgot your disloyalty? Um, I feel like in order for that to fit what I've already said about my character, who joined the the merry band of pirates because of the legend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and who worships this captain. Uh, I think that, as I've already said, if an order comes through second or third hand, sometimes it could be questionable. And I think an order came through other channels on the boat that made me go, um, I don't think that sounds right. There's no way the captain asked this. It was early in my time on the sub and being young and stupid, I thought, well, I don't, I don't think that sounds right. I don't think the captain would have said that, or I don't think, I don't believe that's the point of this exercise and that the person giving the order reiterated this is straight from the captain and if you don't do this there will be consequences uh and i held my ground being naive and headstrong and when they had someone else follow through on the order and the report came back to the captain i was made an example of what was the punishment i would like to say that I was, so we, we obviously have to have a brig, but I would like to say that the captain knows about my ear and I was not placed in the brig. I was not placed in solitary confinement. I was sent to the engine room and I was there for time has no meaning for me at this point. Um, but I was held there to work on the engine um, and perform, you know, cleaning and service and whatnot. But the noise of it being in that room was my punishment. So when you're in a loud place, it doesn't dull your sense of hearing. There's no like leaving a loud concert and having hearing loss or anything. That's just always very clear for you yeah have you told anyone about your hearing just the captain so i think what it looked like is 
the captain, sh- for, from every, everybody else's perspective, the captain should have put me in the brig, the captain should have put me in solitary or whatever um, to, to remind this young upstart that orders are orders. But what the captain did was sentence me to work in the engine room for three days or whatever it was. And the crew was kind of like, well, it's captain's orders. So if the captain thinks that hard work will knock it out of her, then the captain's right. Right. But the captain knows about my ear. Yeah. And the captain knows that that was punishment enough for me to never question her again. Has that changed your perception of the captain at all? Because not only did you find out that an order that you didn't think could be ascribed to the captain came directly from the captain, but the captain also used a a personal vulnerability against you to punish you. I think, I think I was in there. I'm I'm just going to go with what I said. I think it was three days. I think the first day I was hurt and outraged and I was in so much pain. How could that, how could this punishment be okay? How could she do that to me? How could she have meant that order that I was so sure was not hers? I think day two was, I should never have questioned the order. And I think day three was, I deserved this. Wow. So when I came out, I think I didn't talk for a while. And I, I have never questioned that order from her again. What person that the captain betrayed did you know well? This is interesting, especially coming from like the youngest member of the crew or someone relatively new to the crew. I think when I say new, I don't mean a matter of days, weeks, months. I think like within the last year, maybe two Mm -hmm. would still make me reasonably new to the crew. Yeah. I think that after like maybe a year, year and a half into my time with the crew, um, we had need to go back to the port that I was from. Mm. And the captain had struck, we'll say, a supply deal with someone in the port who um, was going against the Empire in delivering the goods to us. And when they found out that the Empire was on to us, The captain betrayed the contact to the Empire in order to make a clean escape for the crew. Wow. Oof. And that person was an old friend of mine. Are you comfortable with this? No. In fact, uh, the captain actively had me stay on board because I knew so many people there that I would be identified and it could create an issue for the, the crew and the boat. So when did you find out that this happened or do you still not know? I think I gleaned it from chatter once everyone was back on board. No one will tell me outright, but I can tell that something happened and um, I knew who the contact was. Maybe someone accidentally dropped a name or a nickname and I, I have my suspicions but I don't have concrete proof. Is no one telling you because we know you're from that port town? Or is no one telling you because you weren't privy to that mission information? A little column A, little column B. Okay. Um, I was not part of that particular supply mission. I was still new, so, you know, not everybody needs to know what's happening constantly. Right, but I mean, like, are we specifically not telling you because you weren't on that mission or because we know you're from there and we don't want you to know? I think... 
the important people involved on the ship knew that I knew this person. I probably helped them create that contact. Okay. And they're just like, well, you don't need to know. Because they don't want more reason for mutiny. Perhaps this was during the initial mumblings. They just didn't want to create more trouble. So I have drawn a card and it is a final question card. Mm. For final question cards, we all answer this. Mm. The captain dies unexpectedly on your journey. Do you tell the truth or do you build their legend? Are we answering in a particular order? Anyone can start. I guess because I pulled it, I'll answer first. I don't tell the truth. I don't tell the truth because I feel responsible. The prize was in our sight and the captain didn't falter. The captain charged in. I still didn't know exactly what we were supposed to do. I don't know who did it. There are a lot of people firing guns at the time. But one of us hit the captain, and the captain fell. Now, we still claimed that prize. We still captured that person. The, why is this person here confined to these islands? The rightful heir to the Emprax's throne marooned on these islands, sent here to die. But there were rumors that they were still around, and bringing them out, showing the world that they still lived, would be enough to rise up people to move against the Emprax, a person that the captain proved through her continued actions was capable of being beaten and stopped. So... We claimed that prize, and I, not for a second, would let the sacrifice of someone as important as the captain be known. In my stories, in my tales, the captain isn't even dead. The captain is still out there, waiting to finish the job and strike down the Emprax when they least expect it. I, I fully agree that the captain fell, and it was a moment of great distress and confusion but that we finished the mission we captured the prize and went back to the boat and i think more than anything i swore myself to this air hmm. that i in us finishing the mission and discovering that truth and all of us perhaps agreeing or believing that this is what the captain meant or this is what this is what she wanted right she wanted us to to bring this person out and start a revolution there's no way that she would have wanted us to to uh take this person out and and be paid off by the empire that wasn't what she stood for right so we're agreeing that that was part of this plan all along that I swear myself to this heir to to stand by this this person during whatever may follow and to finish out this this idea that the captain had for a better world, a better life. And I think seeing the captain fall plays over and over and over and over again in my mind. And I hear it all the time. But by the light of day to other people face to face 
The captain's not dead. She took her prize and she left. She retired just like she said she would. She has a whole island somewhere. She didn't tell us where because it's her right to retire in peace. And if the day comes where she's able to finish her work, then she will. But that she got what she always wanted because she she did right. She did the right thing. And that even though I never get over seeing the captain killed in front of us, I tell the same legends and tell the same stories just like they always were. Yeah. Same gist. I saw the captain fall and knew that I would never tell a soul that the captain was dead. And I think that seeing everyone free this person and begin the long walk back to the ship um, with our wounds and everything, I carried the captain. I picked her up. I made her look capable kind of a put her on my shoulder and dragged her all the way to the ship to make it look like she could still stand and brought her aboard even though I could tell there was no way she was still alive because I had to put the hat back on her what did you do with the body I think we do we not want the rest of the crew to know I don't think they could so yeah, the, the the question that you have is, do you tell the truth or do you build their legend? I put her on a smaller boat and light it on fire and push it out. And we tell the rest of the crew that the sh- that boat is missing, that lifeboat or whatever is mm-hmm. missing because she took it, mm-hmm. as was the agreement. She's out of here. Mm-hmm. Drew, what about you? Do you tell the truth or do you build their legend? I think I'm war with myself about that for a good long while but if anyone goes and speaks to the old shipbuilder on this little island in the middle of nowhere who builds little fishing boats and sailboats that are expertly made he'll always tell you tales of a sister who did great things and of a shadow who followed her and made sure that she stood up that's captain my captain boy Ooh. Thanks, guys. Thank you, James. That was a lot of fun. Can't wait to play another one. (laughs) Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with more Captain My Captain. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, be sure to check out one of the other programs on the One Shot Network. Like A Horror Borealis. A Horror Borealis is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in the 1990s in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska just south of the nation's least visited national park, and way north of everything else. A reclusive small game hunter with a magical secret, a young anarchist librarian with a passion for conspiracy theory, and a sensible park ranger with a strong local book club following find themselves pulled together by common threads woven mysteriously into their past when monsters begin plaguing their tiny community. But they soon discover the things they're fighting run much deeper and much closer to home. Tune in for a story about identity, empathy, community, mental illness, and healing. And stay for the beloved local diner. You can find A Horror Borealis on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And folks, times are tough right now. I recommend everybody first make sure that you are registered to vote if your state allows you to do that from home. Most states allow you to register online. Then I want you to call your representatives. There's a good chance their staff won't be in to receive those calls, but you can still leave a message and your call will be counted. I encourage everyone to tell their reps that they support relief for workers during this crisis and not corporations. Also, under no circumstances during this crisis should the Justice Department need to detain people indefinitely without trial. For everything else, remember to stay inside if you can. Wash your hands as often as possible and try not to touch your face. If you do have to be in a public space around other people, try to stand at least six feet away from them. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.